Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com.
done for performance, you're going to be disappointed. If you come to worship, I hope you're blessed. I listened, we sang in victory in Jesus, and I thought about how many battles we find ourselves in in this life that we victory in Jesus. And I'm glad I took up the victory. I'm glad tonight I found the victory in Jesus. The nine-year-old boy called on him. He said, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never been lost will never be lost. Yeah. I'm secure in Christ. I yeah. know that tonight. Yeah. We've got so much to thank you for tonight. Yeah. We can spend a million years on our knees with our hands held high. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Never get the job done. For what he's done for us. Save my soul from a devil's hell. Yeah. 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 yeah, come on, brother. Yeah. Promise me home in heaven when I die. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a little joy for this church. Come on, come yeah. on. Use it, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. You pray for us tonight. We just want to glorify. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
wise friend is fool. Goodbye, world. Goodbye. Amen. 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 Yeah. But you know, it's just going to be sad, Brother Bill, to see those that we thought was going to make it stop there. And those that ain't making his hope make it. Hey, you're there. But you know tonight, church, I'm just glad to say Hey,
and son, you go down to 3rd Street, and you find the 16th house, and you go up and knock on the door, and when that little lady answers, all you've got to do is look up at her and say, John 3:16. she'll take you and give you a place to stay at night. So he went down to 3rd Street, went over and found the 16th house, and he went up and knocked on the door, and when that little lady answered, and he looked up and said, John 3:16.
нещо с това преди добави. So it's good to be here in the house of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, what we've already felt here. Thank you for the day that the Lord's given us. Uh, you prayed for us tonight. As it's already been mentioned here tonight, I would encourage you, Christian, to pray. Yeah. This time that we're in right now, I'm asking you to pray, sincerely pray about the souls that are in this building tonight. We don't know what holds up, what tomorrow holds. We don't know if we're going to make it out these doors. We don't know what's going to, what's waiting out there. Yes, Christian, I'm begging you tonight. Let's pray. We've seen what happened last night. We felt the Spirit happen dwell among us last night. We believe that there was somebody that should have been saved last night or somebody should have come to the altar last night. No, when I started reading today or started uh, asking the Lord how He had me to go, you know, and I mentioned it earlier in the week that the Lord had been just giving me things left and right. But what He gave me today, He hadn't even showed me till today. And so that made me nervous in itself in a sense because I didn't have no time to prepare. But I sit here sitting and I hear all the songs that are being sung. I hear all the testimonies that are being taught. Everything that's going on and I can't help but to, to relate that to this scripture here tonight. So again, we're pretty familiar scripture. would be chapter 12 the book of Luke this evening. If you've got your Bible in the eyes, you turn there with us. We'll start reading there in verse 16. In chapter 12, the book of Luke, in verse 16, it says, He spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do, I will put down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Saul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years, take thy knees, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast proved? So he that is laid up the treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to stand in this. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the things that you've done for us, Lord, already for this revival, Lord. Lord, we ask that you just keep moving, dear Lord, that you just draw, dear Lord, that you just be with the soul, Lord. Lord, that may be here tonight, dear Lord, that may be listening, dear Lord, or whatever, dear Lord, I believe. Lord, that you send the message, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just help us to deliver it, Lord, the way that you see fit, dear Lord. Lord, nothing more, nothing less, dear Lord, that you just hide us behind the cross, dear Lord. Lord, that your words will be lifted up, Lord, that you would draw all men into the end tonight, dear Lord. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all that you do, Lord, it's your mighty, holy name we pray. Amen. And I begin reading this this evening, I begin talking, thinking about it today while I was at work, and reading it, trying to come up to where the Lord would have me to be with these things. And, you know, the rich man, the, he had everything that he wanted. He had everything that he could so could possibly ever need. And I begin to think of myself, how, how much do I have? How much do I have that I don't ever have to really truly want for anything? He takes care of every need, every want that I have. I'm going to build bigger forms to hold everything that you give me. I'm going to build all these things to make sure that I 
the beach where I had to have something else. And so I found myself laughing deeper and deeper and sin and getting more involved in things that I had no business being involved in. And I did that up until the day that I got saved. Brother Bill testified to that to you. He said, hey, you're running around chasing everything. You're putting everything in that void in your life. You're trying your damn little best to fill that with something that only God's going to fill. And I believe that you're here tonight. Whether you're here, whether you're listening, I believe that you are here tonight searching for that void, searching for something. Because you know that there's something out there that's going to supply that need for you. You know that there's something out there that can make you feel whole. There's something out there that can take that oneness, that can take that oneness, that can take that emptiness away from you. There is something out there that can take that from you. Yeah. That makes no sense, does it? 
I was out living like hell Monday through Saturday and I could come to church and everything was alright. Because yeah. I told you all before the last couple of times that I've been here, hey, I claimed that I got saved as an eight-year-old boy yeah. sitting in a vacation Bible school class one day because everybody raised their hand and wanted to be saved and I raised mine too because I wasn't going to be left out. Yeah. But do you know that if I had died in that state, yeah. I would be in hell right now. But ain't God merciful and they just know that
Right. You're going to call on him and he ain't going to be there. Yeah. Why? Because you had to call upon him while he's not. While he's drawing yeah. on your heart. Not because I'm telling you to come. Not because the other preachers and the souls are telling you to come. But because the Spirit of God is right. ready.
You know what happened? Somebody obeyed God. Yeah. And there was a man stepped out from behind the pulpit, come over and hug my neck. And that was all it took. He didn't have to say, come on. He didn't drag him in the office and say, your mom's going to hell. He just hugged my neck. Before I could let him go, I pulled him back. And he whispered me. He said, I love you, son. Before he could raise back up, I had pulled him back in. And I said, how do you know? How do you know that God's dealing with you? How do you know? Because I wanted to be sure this time. Because I thought that I had something years ago that didn't last. I didn't supply. I didn't give me what I needed. Sick was response. He said, son, if you're going to ask that, you already know the answer to the question. I remember standing up by the third or fourth pew back. Don't know what I said, how I said it, how long I was there. But I remember coming to myself, sitting on the front pew of the church, just to cry. Because my life had been changed. My life wasn't the same no more. My church, just like that, in an instant, in a twinkle of an eye, my whole life had been changed. It's not been easy. There's been times where I have struggled and I have had to figure these things out. But you know, God's always been there. He's always supplied everything. He's always been there to help me, to pick me up, to encourage me when I go on my way, when I go off on my own and say, yeah, I've got this. And he'll let me venture for a little while and say, you had enough yet? You ready to come back? And I'll have to repent. And he'll pick me right back up. I don't have to start all over again. I didn't lose what I had. I didn't lose what he gave me that day. It may have felt like in my soul when it did, but I didn't really lose it. That's right. Amen. There is a place. Hey, people don't like to hear about hell. I said, that's just a figment of your imagination. That's just some made up fairy tale that's in that book. One day, you'll find that out. One day, don't be like the rich man. He had everything, just like the rich man over here. He had everything. He didn't have to look for nothing. He didn't have to ask for I believe all he had to do was ring a little bell and it was brought to him. Whatever he wanted, whatever he desired was there to him. He had everything that this world had to offer him. But he died. And he died without Christ. And the Bible tells me because in hell he lifted his eyes. It didn't say it was that was, I believe that's an immediate thing. Right. Immediate. He closed his eyes and death, and immediately he woke up in torment. He woke up in pain. He woke up in national. He didn't know what was going on. But it didn't take him long to figure out that he had turned the only one away that was able to help him. And I believe that he hears that today. I believe he hears the messages being preached. I believe you can read in the Word. He says, please go tell my brothers. Please send somebody to tell them. Send somebody to tell them about this awful place. And they've got all in. They won't listen to them. They ain't going to listen to one from the dead. If hell would open itself up to hear us right here tonight, just for five minutes. Five minutes. I don't believe there'd be a soul in here on the altar. Amen. Even though that I'm saved and I'm ready to go, I believe it would terrify me to no end. And I believe it would put me on a different mission. It would put me in a different state of mind. 
to get on to Jesus. I've been carrying a bruise off. I've been going to my job. I've got everything else go. I've been doing everything that I had in my power to get on to Jesus. It held it up in itself for five minutes and let us encounter that. That's I'm thankful that I'm never going to encounter that place. I'm thankful that one day I got saved. One day He moved in my life. And forever changed me. Not just temporarily, not just part time, not just on Sunday morning, on Sunday night, because I was living that life already. Yeah. I was living that part-time Christian life already, and I thought, hey, it's all going to be okay. As long as I go to church, as long as I pay my offering, as long as I do my tithes, as long as I do this, as long as I act like I'm saved, I'll be okay. Yeah. That's right. Amen. You know, that's a lie. You're striking the pits of hell. Because it wouldn't have been okay. If I had a died September 27, 2014, I would be just as the rich man. I would be crying out in hell tonight saying, please go tell my sisters. Please go tell my family. Go tell those that I love that don't come to this place. It's awful. It's terrible. There's things going on all around me. I don't know what to do. I can't get in and relief. Just a drop of water. One drop of water is all I want. Please, just one drop. That's where I would be. But by the grace in the mercy of God, He gave me one more opportunity. Thank Is He giving you one tonight? I don't know. Brother Ronnie said, I don't know your heart. I don't know your soul. I don't know your walk with God like you don't know mine. You ought to be able to tell that I'm walking with God. But deep down truly, we don't know. The only person that knows about us is ourselves and God. And as it was mentioned last night, I don't remember who said, hey, there's no shame in coming and just making sure things are okay. I had to do that. Do you know I even faced that today when the Lord gave me this message, Satan roared his head and said, hey, you can't preach that. You ain't even right. But do you know what I was able to do? Yeah. I was able to take you to a place. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to take you to a time when my life was a whole change. It was right. rearranged. And I've never been the same since. Right. And you know, he has to drop it right there. Yes, he does. Yeah. Right there, he has to drop it. Yeah. Do you have that? Do you have that time? Do you have that place? Do you have that confirmation in your soul? Do you know that you know that you know that you know that if he was to step out on the clouds tonight that you'd be in that number going home? Or would you be one that's left here? Would you be one that's entering into the lake of fire? Would you be one that's entering into into hell as an intruder? That's right. Amen. See, he tells us in the Bible the hell was created for the devil and his angels. See, God didn't spare those angels that he cast out of heaven. So what makes you think that you're any more precious than they are? That you ain't any more to cry out to heaven than they did? They were already there and were cast out because they chose to follow 
He spared not them. He's not going to spare you because you come to church every time the doors are open. He's not going to spare you because you pay your offering every Sunday morning. He's not going to spare you because your name's on that church roll. He ain't going to spare you for any of those things. The only way that you're going to be spared is if your name is written in the way of the Say, preacher, how does that happen? How do I get my name in the Lamb's Book of Life? You come. Yeah. Hey, you don't always have to be in a church. We've heard of a warehouse. We've heard of it at workplaces. We've heard of it at different places. But I do believe that He's bidding you and He's drawing you that there's one acceptable place to come. And that's right then. Right then, right now, is the time to come. Now you have to wait till I get done. If He's telling you you're lost, you come right ahead.
Right now. Right now while the Spirit's bidding you to come. Right now while He's telling you that you're lost. Right now while He's telling you that you are headed for a devil's hell. Right now is the time to move. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 9 says, The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, Many men worship the beast and receive his image and receive his mark in his forehead or his hand. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out of the mixture in the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day or night, who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Isaiah 33 and 14 says the sinners, the sinners inside are afraid. I believe you are afraid sitting here tonight. It says they're afraid, fearful of that surprise the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell in the fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burning? Is that you? Tonight, are you willing to take that chance? Are you the one that's going to dwell among the everlasting fire? The everlasting burning, are you gonna are you willing to take that chance tonight? Proverbs 15 and 24. The way of life is above to the wise, that he may depart from hell beneath. The smartest thing you can do in your life is come to God. The best decision that you will ever make will be to choose God. You know what's so bad? And that, look, there's so many bad things about hell. I'm not going to try to just name one. I'm not going to try to name them all. But I do want to name one. Is God won't be there. His presence, His Holy Spirit will not be there. He will not dwell among that. You won't find no peace. No matter what you try to do, you'll never be able to find peace. You'll never be able to find comfort. You'll never be able to find satisfaction. Rest for your soul because God's not there. His Spirit's not there. For a Christian, the absence of God would be an absolutely awful thing. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit in my life now that I've been saved, I would be miserable. And that's not going to be there. As you come and get a song tonight. Are you ready to take that chance? Do you know, without a shadow of a doubt in your heart, that if tonight's the night that you're prepared to meet your God? If you don't, don't wait on that to finish saying. Don't even wait on the start. You come right now. If God's dealing with your heart, like I believe that He is, call upon Just call upon the name of the Lord while He may be found. Come tonight.
all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. But one thing about heaven is, is they'll never get over. Yeah. They'll never be like. <laughs> I can't explain to you how I felt when the good Holy Spirit went to work it in my heart as I was looking in that part. Yeah. Now, if you've got the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You feel like the Holy Spirit is moving down here. But you may not have that. Right. And that's the thing that, that we're here to give people. Yeah. That's what I want you to have. Right. And the Lord wants you to have it. Right. And you know, He wants it so bad that He's willing to pay for it and yeah. give it to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what we must preach about to Jesus. That it is so good to be here. Yeah. Now, this one thing I want to ask you. Uh, and I'm going to let Cody talk a little bit, but one thing I want to ask you is, is do you know that heaven is yours? Yeah, there is such a thing as knowing. Yeah. Yeah. When it happens to you, you will know it. And your life will be forever changed. When I look back on my life, I spent most of my life working hard on life. And I'm thankful I spent so many years working for the Lord. I don't do it because it's a reward. Yes, I do it because He loves me. Yes, Some say, hmm? I love Him. Amen. for a while. And we're, we know the Lord's been dealing with He's not telling us. Just keep praying. Yeah. We're looking at good things happen. Somebody have something on your heart. Lord, let's help Cody pray because he don't know the devil, but he's getting ready to meet you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to testimonies earlier today. When I was 18, I thought I got saved. I've been in the world all my life. I mean, I was, I was raised that way. When I was about what, four or five years ago, I got put in the hospital. And I've never been scared of nothing. But God comes to me and scared me. <laughs> Now, I was trying to find churches. I couldn't find them. I tried to stay away from their providence. They put me there. I found out November 15, 2017, I got saved. But I sat in the fifth row from the back while Tommy was preaching. Now, I didn't know nothing about it. But the more he preached, the foggy it got. And it got where I couldn't even see the man. When, I, when he gave the altar call, I was ready to run. And I should have run before he even done that, but I didn't. And that's the only mistake I made is I waited just a tad too late. But I thank God he saved me. Yes, Somebody else. I need to do something. You're good. I'm just going to read one verse. All right, you do it. I'm saying you're going to be there. Bless you, Lord. Ezekiel said, This is the Lord speaking. He said, Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? Mm -hmm. Saith the Lord God. And not that he should return from the ways and the wicked. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know that God don't take pleasure yeah. in the death of the wicked. Right. He loves you for you. Yeah. Right. God takes no pleasure in those that depart into that place. He has done everything He can God don't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. If you're here and need to be saved, 
You better respond to God yeah, 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 before yeah, it's too late. Let God Amen. We are looking for a lot more to happen. Yes. One prayer that everybody in here is praying. Yes. And we'd love to see the fruition of that. So let's continue to pray. I'm glad to see watching Yes, she's looking. Yeah, she'll see it. Do remember that. If all minds are clear, go pray and come and pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.